Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Today we are going to continue our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation. So today I want to remind you of some things before we get into our study on Revelation chapter 12. There are four accounts given. It's kind of like the four Gospels. You know, in the four Gospels, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of those Gospels presents a differing view of what, of the first coming of Christ. So we come to the book of Revelation, and in much the same way, Revelation goes through the tribulation period four different times, showing four different views leading up to the second coming of Christ. For example, in chapters 4 through 6, we find the seven seal judgments. That is, there are seven seals that are opened, and as each seal is opened, God's judgment comes upon the earth. This is followed by, in chapter 7, just a second here, chapter 7 the, through chapter 11, the trumpet judgments. And what that means is there are seven trumpets, and as each trumpet sounds, God unleashes his judgment on this world. Then when you exit chapter 11, and go into chapter 12 through chapter 14, we find the work and ministry of the Antichrist. So God is going to tell us about this one world leader. That, by the way, is very up to date today because we have people crying out for a one world leader. A one world. No borders. That's what people are asking for today. We better be on our guard because this is something that's going to come in the tribulation period. Then when you go out of chapter 14 and go to chapter 15 through chapter 19, we find seven vials. And as each vial is poured out upon the earth, God's judgments become greater and greater and greater. Listen, this world is headed for a terrible time. We think it's bad right now. But brother, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because when God gets done unleashing his judgment on this world, that's when you're going to really see what God can do. The world isn't getting away with it, though they think they are. Now, when we think about the divisions of the book of Revelation, chapters 1 through 3 deal with the church age. And when you exit chapter 3 and go into chapter 4, we see the tribulation period. 
That's from chapter 4 through chapter 19. And then the third division deals with the millennial reign of Christ, chapter 20 through chapter 22, and right on out into eternity. So, this is the divisions of the book of Revelation. Today, I want us to consider some odd facts that Dr. Peter Ruckman brings up. One is, or the first is, that there is taught in the book of Revelation a post-tribulation rapture. This is a rapture of the tribulation saints. It's not a rapture of the Christians today. This is talking about the tribulation saints, those that will get saved during the tribulation, and they'll lose their lives because they trust Christ and keep his commandments. And that brings up the fact that there is an element of works in the salvation in the tribulation period. Now, I know already some of you just lost your mind when I said that. Because you say that's false doctrine. Well, it's false doctrine if you preach the element of works today in the church age. Because in the church age, that is not true. Today, it is salvation by grace, through faith, no works. But in the tribulation period, man will have to keep the commandments of God. He will have to endure to the end and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now, that brings up an interesting teaching because it says there is works involved in the tribulation period. I just lost my thing. There we go. I think you'll be okay. This is one of the hazards of online streaming. Uh, excuse me just a second. There, I got it back up off the floor. That's the wireless set. Anyway, then the third thing that we see in the book of Revelation is concerning two witnesses that are going to come into this world. Those witnesses are Moses and Elijah. Here we go again. Oh, I hope I get this thing together eventually. Are Moses and Elijah. Those two witnesses are sent by God to, to preach during the tribulation period, and we'll see them as we go through the book of Revelation. So, then we come to chapter 12. 
Well, chapter 12 covers a period of three and a half years of the tribulation period. There are three and a half years, or there are seven years of tribulation. And after, or in the midst of those seven years, we enter into the last three and a half years, which is called Great Tribulation. And that Great Tribulation is going to take place in that last three and a half years. Chapter 12 deals with that. And then chapter uh, 13 also deals with some of the events that take place in that three and a half years. Now, it's just possible, and some believe this to be true, that Moses and Elijah, the two witnesses from God, will show up at the beginning of this three and a half years. That is, in the midst of the seven years of tribulation. I've always been taught that Moses and Elijah show up in the beginning of the tribulation period, at the beginning of the seven years. So I choose to believe that until I'm proven, until somebody proves me wrong on that. And all you have to do is show me in Scripture. And I'll believe it. Now, take your Bible and go to, let's see, what do we want? Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1. Now, let's read what it says. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. So verse 1 introduces a great wonder in heaven. A wondrous sign, some say, is what that's dealing with. Signs are for Israel. Of that, we know for certain. Because God dealt with Israel through signs and wonders. For example, if you... Look at Exodus and chapter 4 and verse 8. There we read, And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. So, God says that when he sent this was God talking to Moses. He's, he's sending Moses to take the children of Israel to lead them out of their Egyptian bondage. And he gives him two signs for the children of Israel. He says if they don't believe the first, they will believe the second. So God deals with Israel through signs from the very beginning there. In, in, in Egypt. And then throughout, for example, all the sign gifts in the New Testament deal with Israel. And they're for Israel. And they're to convince Israel of the truth of the message. In fact, the Apostle Paul speaks of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 
1 and verse 22. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22. And he says this, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. So the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks, he says, seek after wisdom. So as a Jew, they required a sign because that's how God dealt with them. So this is evidence that God is speaking to Israel here in Revelation chapter 12, that he's dealing with Israel because a great wonder appears. And then we read, and then we read that this great wonder was a woman. So who's this woman? Well, some say, Rome in particular, having a problem staying in my chair here, some say that Rome, that Mary, is this woman. Now, there's some difficulty there. And to disprove that, all we have to do is look at what God says about this woman and see if it's true of Mary. Just for example, take your Bible, look back at Revelation chapter 12. Look at verse 6. Now, where it says the woman, I'm going to put the name Mary, and let's see if it fits. And Mary fled into the wilderness. No, she didn't. Where Mary hath a place prepared of God. No, she didn't. That they should feed Mary there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Well, that never took place. So things that are different are not the same. So it can't be Mary. Well, along, along comes the Protestants. The Protestants, say, the Protestants say it's not Mary, it's the church. Okay, let's see if it fits. Let's go back to verse 6 and see if it fits. Let's put in where the woman, in verse 6, let's put in the church. And the church fled into the wilderness. No, the church has never done that. Where the church hath a place prepared of God, not in the wilderness. We have a place prepared of God according to John chapter 10. But that's a place in heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. That's not the wilderness. That's in his Father's house in heaven. That the church should feed her, or that they should feed the church there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Nope, don't fit. That's not all. The church is not in the wilderness. The church is not in the tribulation period. 
The church is not under law. Now, there were those who came teaching that the church was under the law in Acts. I believe it was to the church in Antioch. And the church in Jerusalem, Paul and Barmas go to Jerusalem, and at a church council, it's settled that the church is not under the law. So it doesn't, doesn't fit here, because these are under the law. They have to keep the commandments. You'll find that as we go through the chapter. Galatians chapter 5, verse 18 says, let me, let me see, I've got it down here for you. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. The whole of the book, book of Galatians is teaching that we're not under the law, but under grace. Since we're not under law, we wouldn't fit here. That's not all. We're not in the tribulation. Because before the tribulation starts, Christians, the church, Christians will be raptured, New Testament believers will be raptured out of this world, taken out. Caught up to be with Jesus in his Father's house. We're looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not looking for the tribulation. We're looking for the blessed hope. And that's the Lord's coming to receive us unto himself and take us to heaven. So the church has already been raptured, so she doesn't fit there. Not only that, the church is never referred to as a woman. She's referred to as a bride, as a wife, as a virgin, but never as just a woman. But Israel is referred to as a woman. Tell you what, go to Hosea. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 15, and listen to what it says. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak, and speak comfortably unto her and give her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope, and she shall sing there as in the days of her youth. And as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. There's the woman. That's Israel. God's going to lure her into the wilderness. He's going to comfort her. As he did when they came up out of Egypt. That's Israel. Now, furthermore, this woman is clothed with the sun. And the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Now, there's a law in Bible interpretation. It's called, it's called the law of first mention. The first time you find this mentioned, 
sun, moon, and stars is in Genesis chapter 37. So take your Bible and go to Genesis chapter 37. And look at verses 9 through 11. And let's read it. And he dreamed yet another dream. And told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. There's the sun, moon, and stars. But you say there's only eleven. Well, we'll get to that. And he told it to his father. This is Joseph. He's telling his brethren and his father his dream. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I, the son, Jacob, and thy mother, Rachel, the moon, and thy brethren, the eleven brothers, and thy brethren, indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth, and his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So Jacob says, is this possible? Well, before the day is over, Joseph is sold into slavery and later becomes the one to save the world from the famine. His brethren come and bow themselves before him. And then, that's ten of his brothers. And then, he says, you've got to bring back your youngest brother. Or I'll know you spies. So they told Jacob that they had to take the younger brother with them the next trip. And Jacob argued the point, but finally said, okay, go ahead. There he bowed before Joseph. So here we have the sun, moon, and stars. And it's very definitely connected to Israel in first mention. Now again, we come back to, but there's only 11 in Genesis. That's because Joseph is added to the 11 in Revelation. So this woman then is Israel. We're not guessing we know it from comparing Scripture with Scripture, which, by the way, is the way we're supposed to study the Word of God. Now, we'll continue this study when we get to verse 2 in the next lesson. Until then, God bless you. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on just a thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. 
God bless. Till the next video.